Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 36, Summer 2019 Issue. Some journal sidelights. Time and the River. American author Thomas Wolfe's second novel, Time and the River, is a fictionalized autobiography. One interpretation of its title is that it refers to life being swept along as part of the inevitable passage of time. Publications, such as a periodical, may be considered from this same perspective. Ideas begin to germinate in the mind of an author, and efforts are undertaken to produce a manuscript that may prove worthy of acceptance as a publication. The process, from submission of an article to its subsequent appearance, either online or in printed form, involves a sweep of events over an extended period of time. Some portions of that journey may entail important stages beyond the efforts of authors. Given the large number of professions encompassed by the subject matter that appears in the Journal of Allied Health, peer review is an unavoidable initial step. No editor or members of an editorial board have enough knowledge of the fine points of a great many professions beyond their own respective specialties. Outsiders within each profession are needed to verify that a topic under consideration for a particular article is important, timely, and reflects the current state of knowledge. The challenge then becomes one of finding individuals who can accept an invitation to conduct a review. Depending on the profession, that step can take a lot of time. Although the Journal of Allied Health has an inventory of more than 300 reviewers, there may not be enough of them available at any given time, which then entails requesting an author to recommend the names of reviewers. Even then, there have been occasions when as many as 10 to 15 individuals have been invited to ensure that at least two of them could be involved in performing an assessment. An occasional impediment is that such invitations are accepted, but there's no follow-through action. 
individuals have busy professional lives, so it never is too surprising to learn that other responsibilities take precedence, making it unlikely that reviewers will complete a task they agreed to undertake earlier. Once reviews are submitted, authors are requested to respond accordingly. As weeks go by, some of them may not realize that their first revised paper was reviewed one more time and that a new set of recommended changes has been requested. Thus, they do nothing while they wait to find out if revision number one has been accepted for publication yet. More time goes by until they are brought to a realization that revision number two has yet to be submitted by them. A related issue is that when a manuscript has several co-authors, and some of them are at different institutions, it may take a relatively long period of time for them to reach agreement on how to respond to reviewers' comments. During the one-year period ending May 2019, the following data indicate various time periods involved. Days from receipt of a paper to first decision, seven weeks. Days from receipt of a paper to a final decision, 11 weeks. Variations occur depending on the kind of manuscript. For example, from an original research article, first decision, seven and a half weeks. Final decision, 12 weeks. For a commentary, first decision, 10 weeks. Final decision, 12 weeks. For a research note, first decision, four and a half weeks. Final decision, seven weeks. Upon initial submission, each manuscript is assigned a number. For example, number 1921 has been in the system much longer than number 1951. If the latter is accepted for publication earlier than the former, position in the publication queue determines that number 1921 will be published ahead of number 1951 because lower numbers are chosen first. Reviewer Ethics Graduate students and individuals participating in postdoctoral programs frequently contribute to peer reviews that their principal investigators agreed to complete, which can raise ethical concerns if not reported, according to a first-of-its-kind survey described on the BIORX-IV preprint server. Most of the nearly 500 respondents agreed that contributing when one is not the invited reviewer, which the authors call co-reviewing, can serve as beneficial training. Approximately three-quarters of survey respondents reported having co-reviewed, but ghostwriting reviews, co-reviewing without acknowledgement to journal staff, is different. About 80% of survey respondents viewed the practice as unethical, even though half reported having done it. Many journals' policies about the practice are not clear. Watch your language. Men and women use different types of words on grant applications, which can affect their chances of securing funding, according to an analysis of almost 7,000 proposals submitted to the Grand Challenges Exploration Program of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation between 2008 and 2017. The fund provides grants of $100,000 to $1 million to address specific challenges in global health. Women received 
significantly lower review scores than men, although reviewers were blind to their gender. This effect couldn't be explained by applicants' experience or publication history, but instead was related to communication style. Men tended to use broad words, ones that appeared at the same rate in proposals regardless of the topic, and these were associated with higher review scores. Women favored topic-specific terms, which were related to lower scores. The authors suggest that grant reviewers could be trained to limit their sensitivity to communication styles. The Gates Foundation is committed to ensuring gender equality and is reviewing the results of the study. There are two references in this editorial. First, ghost-written reviews abound. It appeared in the journal Science, volume 364, issue 6439, on May 3, 2019. Second, Trend Watch, in the section Seven Days of the Journal Nature, volume 569, issue 7754, on May 2, 2019. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.